Hello Gems! Welcome to another episode of TRs in Tech. I'm your host, Shelly Benhoff, and today I'm talking to Becky Pittman, and she is the co-founder of Good Change, which is an app that supports fundraising for political campaigns. We talked about her journey in tech, the importance of having a support network, and her advice for aspiring tech entrepreneurs. Without further ado, on to the episode. Hey, Becky, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Shelly. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. Let's uh, jump right in and have you tell us your tech story. Yeah. So, okay. So my name is Becky Pittman. I'm a co-founder of Good Change. We are a political fundraising tool. Um, We blend marketing tech with fintech and we serve um, people who are running for office we serve advocacy fundraisers and we serve their donors. So we wanted to create a better donor experience for everybody. Um, there's a lot of donor exhaustion out there. So that is what we are. Um, my tech story is, I mean, it's long and it's a long and winding road kind of. Um, I started out as a, a marketing comms person uh, got very much into politics here in Arkansas um, around 2012, 2013. Um, and just really fell in love with kind of the people who were working so hard to make a difference. Um, fell in love with the pace of of how things move in the political world, how fast, you know, there's not a lot of um, time to kind of pontificate over an ad, you know, specific, maybe ad campaign or something. It's like, just go get it done, get, get out there. Um, that kind of pace is really fun. It's always something new, always something exciting. So fell in love with that. Um, and then, you know, around 2020, 2019, I guess, um, I took a little break from it and I went to work for an entrepreneur support organization that, you know, served a lot of tech entrepreneurs specifically in the fintech space. And I started every everywhere that I looked at all these different entrepreneurs we were helping, I saw, oh, I could do this here. Oh, I could use that here. Oh, this is an idea. What if we did this? And so all these ideas kind of started sparking. So one day I was having lunch with my co-founder, Emily, who's the most creative person that I know. Um, and she was telling me, you know, oh, I had this great idea for you know, this fundraiser. And, you know, this is what we did. And we raised so much money. And we covered this whole race um, with this. And it was putting money into jars, putting change into jars when people got mad um, about something. And so, you know, at the end of the day, they or at the end of the month, rather. All these people that she had given these mason jars to um had, you know, ended up contributing like $19,000 and covered this, the cost of this small race. And I was like, that is so smart. And you're like running all over the state doing this and we could do it with technology because I see this company over here doing it, you know? And so at any rate, that's kind of where the idea sparked. Um, And you know, at the beginning, we were just had no idea kind of how to go about it. And we just started digging, digging and digging and digging. And then eventually, one step at a time, here we are with a launched product that, you know, we're getting users and 
organizations and donors, and we've moved a good chunk of money at this point, and um, it's been really fun. So crazy. That's awesome. What a great story and really um, inspiring, too, because it isn't just work. You know, you're actually making change. And it's so important, especially now. I mean, I live in Florida. So yeah, I'm very much supportive of what you're doing because, man, you. it's scary here right now. Thank um, you. But yeah, so um, this idea, y you kind of um, explained it a little bit, but I mean, overall, mm -hmm. How did you connect that, hey, technology platforms exist to um, utilize? And how did you um, approach the whole technology aspect? Well, that was very interesting because before this, I would not have necessarily called myself a techie person. So you know, we, I wouldn't, I would have, yeah, I definitely would not have called myself a, a tech, technophile or, you know, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so what we, what we did is, you know, we knew that there were proven models out there for specifically spare change roundups, like mm -hmm. Acorns, the company that, um, that I had worked with in my previous job was called Changed. And they were these super cool guys who, you had student loan debt and they wanted to pay it off with spare change. And so that's, you know, that's, that's what they, that's what they did. So um, really, you know, we started talking with them first and we were kind of saying, how do you, you know, how did you do this? How'd you build this? Um, as it turned out, you know, you, you got to have some, you got to have uh, somebody to help build it. <laughs> you can't just walk in and, um, and spin something like that up. So it's very complicated technical stuff, but um, at any rate, you know, they encouraged us, they were kind of the first people that we spoke with about it. Um, and they encouraged us, you know, to wireframe stuff out. They gave us kind of our first um, tips on what, on steps we needed to take. And then, um, then we just started kind of putting our feelers out in the community. And there is, um, there's one person who, you know, he was very well versed in fintech, um, and met with him, and he's like, "This is, this is an idea. This is a thing, and I think y'all can go do it. Y'all need to go build it, and just just find a way to build it and get it out there. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, the th whole thing was like, just build it. Y'all can do it. Go. And so we said, okay, how can we do it? So then we're, you know. YouTubing <laughs> video <laughs> tutorials and, you know, we ended up, ended up building it, you know, it took us a, took us a hot minute, but, um, and we built it on a low code. We've built our prototype on a low code platform, um, with a lot of custom plugins and that kind of thing. So, um, and we're about halfway through the dev site now. So we have a dev team working on that. So that's, wow. yeah. That's amazing. I love low code. As a coder myself, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I, I love to support other people not having to code, but can still like, 
you know, customize stuff or create a, a whole site with no coding at all. Like that's totally possible now. I love that because I've um, had uh, one person on, I think, who learned PHP and stuff to make her app and all of that. And I was like, that's awesome too. <laughs> so it's like either way, yes, you can get things done if you, you know, aren't interested in coding professionally or even mm -hmm. learning like the um, architecture and all of that stuff, like totally possible. I love that. <laughs> yes. And our thing is, um, you know, like I, like Emily, my co-founder, she's like, do not teach yourself how to code. Like you can't, we, you cannot, we do not have time. And I'm like, I really want to. So, you know, I have a little bit of it at this point, but it's more the, the thing about the low code that is so cool is exactly kind of something that you spoke to the architecture, mm -hmm. like understanding how that, <clears throat> how the APIs are working and understanding the architecture of all the data is so important. And I think um, if I had tried to lead a team or if I'd tried to code it myself without that, I would have burned, I mean, so much time and money yeah. because I didn't have the prior experience, but now I have a much better um, base from which to work to build an architecture for something like that. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's been very, very cool um, experience. Probably the most, really the most fun work I've ever done. Um, I'm like, it, it's kind of like doing a algebra problem, maybe something like that. Like my mom yeah. was a math teacher and she would, I remember when she was getting her, um, a she was doing a calculus class and she would over the weekend work on one problem and she would just kind of be walking around the house, like, like thinking, thinking it through. And at the end of the weekend, she'd have it. And I'm like, how is she noodling over this <laughs> calculus problem, you know, all, all weekend or whatever. And now I totally do the same thing. So it's just I love that. very good um, engagement, you know, for, it's very engaging. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your app a little bit more. Yeah. So the um, name, Good Change, yeah. like it, it could mean a lot of things, <laughs> but to you personally, what is it? It's a lot. It's, um, it, it is, it is a lot. So it is, it's more than just spare change, right? Um, but it's about realizing that every second, every minute, every penny, every action that we take counts um, and is critical. And, it, and for all of us to have a better world for the next generation, for our generation, um, and for the generations after those, you know, we all have to play a role. We all have to be a part. Um, and the best way to do that is to make our political process more accessible for everybody. Um, Fundraising, raising funds. I mean, you know, everybody knows it is, it's one of the top uh, reasons that people don't want to run, right? Because they don't want to raise money. It's incredibly hard to raise money if you're not from a money network. Um, so we wanted to make it easier for people to engage more of their friends and family, more the people around them um, and just make it easier to actually make that ask 
you know, um, but also want people, want donors to be able to say, whatever I'm doing in my day to day, I'm helping um, this candidate or cause, right? So it's definitely about funding change makers. It's also about kind of underscoring the awareness um, day in and day out that all of our actions contribute to change, good or bad. And, you know, we can purposefully build better if we are more aware and if we are purposeful in, um, in our actions, you know, intentional, more intentional, more intentionality, right? Um, we're not letting, just letting things kind of happen. We're taking some, taking some control in it. So, um, also change in the way that we solicit funds, change in the way that, um, that we look at fundraising all, all together, because we really very, very much, um, want to drive better stewardship in our um, fundraisers, right? That we've, we've gotten to this place in our fundraising culture where, you know, I'm getting a ton of emails and texts every day um, from campaigns all over the place, which is part of it. But if I give them funds, I may not ever hear back from them again. So, you know, I end up just getting more and more and more asks but never really feeling tied to a campaign or really feeling like I'm part of a team. And so we've built in tools um, to help drive that engagement better so that campaigns and fundraisers can reach out um, to their donors more easily right there on the platform to say, Hey, thanks. You know, appreciate you. Um, We've got a, a little spot on the, on the site where people can give updates where campaigns can give updates but there's not a bunch of comments. So it's not going to turn into a bunch of trolling, right? Um, We want them to be able to post what they're doing with the funds that they raise without piles of, you know, awful comments and that kind of thing. And where people don't have to feel like they have to be guarded and write the perfect um, response. We just want to give information and to drive relationships um, through, through that. So Yes, exactly. Engage the audience, drive relationships. This is something that I um, talk to a lot of people about. They're Mm -hmm. just like, hey, content. Yeah. How do you, you know, (laughs) how do you make it popular? You engage with people, you build relationships. And also as a entrepreneur, like that isn't, that is the main thing that you have to do is just talk to clients and um, all of that stuff segue into. um, So politicians, have you like worked personally um, with, you know, anyone uh, popular or well, popular around here in Arkansas for yeah. sure. <laughs> you know, it's a we've got it's a pretty small, pretty small world, um, political world. And I, um, you know, I've just worked with about actually my sister in law um, was a state rep for a while, and cool. um, she, I just, man, I loved working with her. Um, but it was there were there were things that were tough about it because it 
you know, whenever it's a family member, you're like, yeah. if they get, they get, you know, some terrible piece of mail sent out about them. Oh, it's just so infuriating. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we've, you know, Emily and I both have worked with uh, just a lot of different people around here. Um, Emily has worked with a couple of um, red to blue congressional uh, candidates who are wonderful, wonderful people. Um, and then we've, you know, pitched in on tons of campaigns, um, done a lot of fundraising for folks just kind of across the state. I used to work for the state party. So, um, you know, I did fundraisers for everybody that I could that was uh, running in that cycle. And, um, you know, it's just really tough work, so rewarding. Um, election night, like you feel like you're going to throw up the whole night, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so, it's so tough. Um, but it's, you, it's all, it's almost one of those things that, you know, for people in that world, it's hard to, it's hard to shut off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever stop. The, the stuff doesn't ever stop happening. It's really hard to, um, step away because you get so invested in, um, well, you're invested in your community. You're invested in the people who are running. You're invested in um, the people that they're serving. All the stories that you hear um, from citizens about things that need to change, um, things that need to be better, how it affects their lives. I mean, you just, you know, that stuff gets gets in your heart and does not leave. So it's yeah. really hard to, um, you know, hard to, hard to shut it off for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I hope one day soon that in in Florida you can support every every blue candidate here. Would love that. Really we would need, love it. Yeah. They really really need it. Um mm-hmm. absolutely. So yes. yeah, that's amazing. Like I'm so inspired. That's that's the only uh-huh. thing like I can keep saying like this is a very inspirational topic mm-hmm. especially to me like currently I'm almost crying like the, the state of Florida. Oh my god, it's like so scary here that tourism is way down which uh. kind of nice actually for that, <laughs> but economy wise it's yeah. really not because we, you know, we're made off of tourism. Like Mm -hmm. I don't pay taxes because Mm -hmm. of tourism. Right. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I know. It's just, it's, it's a tough time right now. And it's just, yeah, I'm sorry that y'all are having such a hard time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, at least, you know, everything's kind of temporary. That's always what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it'll it'll change for yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Future. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about having a co-founder, actually, yes. because I, I also um, have my husband, actually. So it's uh, a great um, person to have so that you aren't alone. Tell me, um, you know, to you, uh, why is it important to have that support and to not be doing all of this alone? Oh, goodness. Well, I will tell you, um, 
you know, I, whoops, I came across your site and your platform and all that on Twitter. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, entrepreneur, Twitter, tech, Twitter. I mean, that's a, a whole thing, right? That's how, you know, we, we got lots of, um, we've gotten a ton of direction and, you know, ideas and stuff from that. Um, one thing I always saw on tech Twitter was people looking for a co-founder. They're like looking for someone to do this, looking for someone to do that. And then you hear horror stories about it. <laughs> You're like, um, I mean, I've seen, you know, I've seen things go really sideways um, or heard about that at any rate. Um, but, you know, for Emily and I, we were both, um, you know, we we're the only two sort of um, political fundraisers in the state during that time, Profe you know, professionally. I mean, everybody, a lot of people probably had, you know, their friend or, you know, whoever helping, which is great. But like, um, you know, we, we had tons of candidates, we had tons of people to help, and we were kind of the only professionally um, operating people doing that. Um, so right off the bat, we knew exactly what the other was experiencing all the time, um, what they're going, what were common struggles, like we both knew the world so well. Our personalities are wildly different. Like her, she is... Um, she is tough, much tougher, you know, um, she is the numbers person. I am like more creative, mm -hmm. not, she's very creative, but the more like I'll sit and, you know, write up a marketing plan and think of, you know, all the, that kind of thing. Right. And I'm, I'm more the one who will like jump out and try to build the thing while she's working on, you know, talking with collaborating with whoever can help us get up, get it out there. Right. Um, so our skill sets are completely different, but I will, I will tell you, I mean, if I didn't, if, if I did not have her, then I don't know that this would have ever happened. Yeah. I can say this never would have happened because she has the complete opposite set of skills that you need to get stuff out there. Right. Um, but also, you know, we're both moms. I mean, I have three kids, two dogs, wow. two cats. Yeah. And she's got two kids. Um, and we're kind of both midlife. I mean, she's younger. She's 40. I'm 47. Um, so I would have never known that. We're Oh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but we're both at this time in our lives where the the life pressure is huge, too. Right. So my, if one of my kids gets sick or if one of her kids gets sick, I mean, we just jump in and are able to do for each other um, what, pro what nobody else would be able to do, right? right. Um, to support and to keep the ball, um, keep, keep all the plates spinning. I mean, I had, you know, we've had, since we started this, we've had an insane number of hurdles come our way, which happens for everybody. But because we had them and we had a co-founder, you know, we were able to um, never miss a, never miss a beat. And my house got hit by a tornado. Oh um, and no, And so it's like, you know, having somebody um, that I could put this down for two weeks, I had to put it down and she, you know, could take everything that I was doing um, 
and keep everything going. Like it didn't hurt and it did not hurt a thing. Right. And then same thing with her. I mean, she, I, I'll let her to speak to, to speak to her things, but there've been times where she's had to step away um, briefly, but you know, we just were able to go twice as fast. We're able to l- not let the bumps affect us or stop us or slow us down. Um, and it's wonderful to have one other human in the world who is on the exact same roller coaster and where five times in the day we're like, Ooh, this is great. Oh God, this is horrible. Oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's that roller coaster, um, you know, to have somebody else there going with you, you know, is, right. is pretty cool. So I'm very, very yeah. grateful, very grateful to have a co-founder. Absolutely. And it her is- specifically. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is so important. And um, this is a common theme on the show. Every entrepreneur is like, man, it's a roller coaster. It totally yes. is. And yeah, like multiple things can happen every day, something mm-hmm. great, and then something horrible. And <laughs> I'm always like, so <laughs> am I having like, <laughs> mood swings? <laughs> because I'm like, you know, <laughs> having a um, like a uh, actual issue with like anxiety or whatever, or is it just being an entrepreneur? <laughs> like both. If any it's, both, yeah, it's like totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is hard, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's made a lot easier when you have a person who can um, pick up the slack mm-hmm. if you're you're out, as you said. That was awesome. Um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, how you switched careers. Um, and people often like ask me um, or are too afraid to change, especially, you know, we're a little bit older and have this whole history of like one job and then we switch midlife. What inspired you to um, switch? Well, then whenever I realized that my skill set, Emily's skill set and the, in the moment, the timing and the, uh, the, you know, where we were in, with our careers um, the timing uh, politically and sort of in the tech world, um, all of those things together, just at some point, you know, we said, it's time to, it's time to make the switch. It's time to do it. So whenever I, um, whenever we first started working on this and trying to figure out how we were going to build it, I'd let my boss know at my, at the, at my old job. Um, and he was, you know, I said, Hey, I'm, I want to work on this. This is a dream. It's a passion project. And he was like, well, he said, um, I, well, I don't want to cuss, but he said, <laughs> he said, oh, no, don't, he said, he said, don't let anybody get in your fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you go do that. it. Don't let anybody get in your fucking way. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And so, um, you know, he was very supportive right off the bat. And he said, let's just keep talking. And whenever it's time for you to switch, just, you know, whenever you need to pull the plug, let's just go. Um, Emily had been running her own 
you know, her own sort of fundraising business for, for a while. Um, so it was very easy for her to kind of transition. Um, she had several candidates who were like, um, no, you're not leaving, <laughs> not leaving me, but, um, and she didn't leave them, but you know, it's, it was, it was very much just, it was kind of, it was kind of a seamless transition really. I mean, we were very fortunate. I'm very fortunate. My husband was a hundred percent behind, behind me doing this. The kids were excited, um, too. So I did have a lot of family support, um, you know, because it, it, it makes a big impact whenever you're a two income household, you drop down to, um, one and something, you know? Um, so a lot of people, that's the unfortunate part about, um, entrepreneurship is that that kind of stuff makes it, um, difficult for too, way too many people. Um, but, but I was, you know, very fortunate to have, to have that kind of support. So, you know, once I, once we decided, once it was like, this is going to take more of my time and it's time for me to put a hundred percent into this, 150% into this. Yeah. Um, I was able to do it, you know, I was able to just jump and go. And so, um, you know, it didn't, we didn't, we didn't really miss a beat just in terms of, um, yeah, I miss my old coworkers, but just jumped right into this and, you know, here we are. So, yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that life is short Mm -hmm. and to stay in a career that you don't exactly like or love, you know, that is a sign that you can do other things. Absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. just hard to let go. I think it is, but I also, you know, it is, but also, I think I said it before, if you can't see it, you can't be it, right? And one thing that I have loved about so many of the people that I've worked with in the political space um, are people who stick their necks out and they haven't ever done it before. They haven't ever done run for office before. They haven't ever, you know, get, get gotten up and given a speech before or whatever. Um, but they felt compelled to do it because their skill set matched what was needed at the time. It was like the universe was like, this is what you need to do. Right. And so I think I very much felt that, um, very much felt that and felt like what's the worst that's going to happen. I could fail. I've already failed a whole bunch in my life. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, you know, and I'm going to give this my best shot because if they can do it, I can do it. If, you know, yeah. so I saw somebody one time, I saw somebody said, if Picasso can do it, I can do it. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. not that, but you know. <laughs> you but yeah, but try. I, exactly. Yeah. But I put that in my head. I'm like, you know, if somebody else can do it, I can do it. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to give it a try. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As a kid, my mom um, always told us, I'll try and I'll do it. That was our thing. And I think um, a lot of people, you know, look at me and I'm like an author and I just, I just published a book this past week and all congratulations. Thank you. That is amazing. It's nuts. I can't even believe this is my life. Um, But yeah. I mean, what is that like the week after the week after you 
publish a book. Yeah, I I have a lot to do. I have a lot <laughs> of like posts I, yeah. I have to make about I, I have to promote it now. So yes. yeah, and like the um, publisher has asked me if I would consider doing like a signing at a bookstore after it's printed. And I'm like, hell yeah, I would. My gosh, that's so cool. That would be awesome. Although in Florida, Mm -hmm. the book will probably be banned because it has, you know, the words diversity, equity, and inclusion in it as Mm -hmm. applied to anybody can be a uh, developer. Yeah. So just because it, has one mm-hmm. section in, in a book of 12 chapters that'll probably be like 400 pages. Like, yeah. Oh, I can, oh, <laughs> big my gosh. sigh. This big is, sigh yeah, that. it's not, yeah. this is, this is not going to last. <laughs> this is exactly. not going to last. Yeah. It's, Everything it's, changes. Mm-hmm. There are ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if change, you know, wasn't happening, then we wouldn't be able to vote. Because mm-hmm. women weren't able to vote like just a hundred years ago. It wasn't even yeah. that long ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be okay eventually. But well, right now it's just like ugh, barf. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it is barf for sure. But that is so exciting. And um I can't wait to read your book. And oh, thank you. <laughs> if you had a signing in Arkansas, I would come to it and bring a bunch of friends. So oh, if you come to Arkansas, you, so you tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely will. That is one of the states that I have not traveled to. I, I've mm-hmm. traveled to maybe almost half, I think, mm-hmm. because I used to travel a lot. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a, and I will say, uh, traveling abroad is a great way to reframe everything that you were taught about America. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was I, long, long ago, I went to Japan and um, to <gasps> Tokyo and it was, yeah. it was so, it was really cool. I mean, yeah. it was super cool, um, but it was, uh, yeah, just some of the places and it just where history, you know, is you, different. Get the, you get a different side of it and it's, yeah. and you go, wow. Um, so anyway, it was, yeah, it's, I completely agree, but I will tell you, please come to Arkansas sometime. It is, yeah. we love, I love it here. Um, my kid, two of my kids go to central Little Rock, central high, which, oh, cool. you know, was the home of the Little Rock nun. And they are, um, some of the Little Rock nuns still come to, um, to the school to speak and, um, you know, just keep the kids uh, aware of the history there. And um, it's the most beautiful, it's a beautiful school. I absolutely love it. It feels like, like I could, like, I feel like I, if, you know, my, in my next job, I could be the PR person for Central because <laughs> I just, I love it so much. Um, but, you know, Arkansas um, outside of Central is also, you know, we've got tons of mountains and rivers yeah. and beautiful, you know, just beautiful scenery and stuff to do outside, tons of outdoor stuff to do with your family. And it's wonderful. I, we, I love it here. We've got lots of friends and lots of, um, lots of good people around. We're just, yeah, just still kind of doing the, doing the work to make sure, you know, we want people to have the healthcare they need and, right. um, you know, all of those things. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what advice would you have for 
aspiring tech entrepreneurs? Um, I think that the, you know, the things that I see on, um, on Twitter and from working through, uh, working on the different entrepreneur support organization, working, working with those groups, um, the overwhelming sort of thing, piece of advice that I've seen and that I completely agree with is just start, just go, um, and don't worry about things being perfect. Nothing, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, just go and get it out there and start getting feedback, start listening to, uh, users, listen to your, um, listen to the critics, you know, like invite, open, open, open yourself up for that. Um, know that that is a critical part of the journey. Um, but yeah, get out there, start building, um, release, release it, let it get out into the world. Um, uh, you know, the first time, the day that we launched our landing page, I literally, I was just like, <laughs> like, I just felt sick the whole day. Yeah. I'm like, this is just a landing page. Um, but it was just nerve wracking. But then, you know, I had a friend who said, um, if you're, they, he said, if you're not embarrassed by the first thing that you put out, then you waited too long. And mm. I'm not in the least embarrassed by anything that we've put out yet, but it gave me a ton of mental space, you know, to jump out and, and get, and get it out there and like, you know, give myself some grace on if I want to change something, I can, you know, we can change it. And, um, so anyway, I would just say, go talk to as many. There are tons of people out there willing to help. There's so many people out there willing to help. Help comes in the most unexpected places. I mean, and every, you know, we've stuck our neck out and, um, you know, asked for just conversations with lots of folks who are, I mean, pretty high profile and pretty, you know, extremely successful. And the ones that we've spoken with, they just want to help other entrepreneurs. Hmm. And there's a ton of people like that out there. And, you know, we say, what can we do for you? We want to, you know, we want to pay it back. And they say, pay it forward later, pay it forward later. And there's a ton of people out there like that. So there is, there is help out there. You just have to start reaching out for it. Um, and there's a tutorial for just about everything from building finance models to, you know, how to launch a marketing campaign to what, like, if, if you don't know how to do it, there's, there's stuff out there. Right. So I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Just go, just get started. Yeah, absolutely. That's great mm -hmm. advice. And I love the line, like, if you aren't embarrassed by the first thing you put out, then you waited too long. Yeah. When I go back and look at like my first courses or my first YouTube videos, especially, mm -hmm. oh boy, like, I'm just like, what even is this? The editing, <laughs> the editing is bad. My voice is weird. Like the whole thing is, is just a hot mess. But even then, even like eight years ago, people responded and and were like, I, I like this. Keep mm -hmm. on doing that. Yes, yes. 20 courses later, eight years later, I listened. Like your audience will always tell you. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes they tell you bad things, but you <laughs> need to listen a mm -hmm. little bit as, as long as it's constructive. But yeah. sometimes, you know, you'll get hate messages and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But 
that's well, kind of more about them than you for sure. But totally. Yeah. yeah so what, what do you think your biggest piece of advice is to entrepreneurs? Because yeah. I'm still a baby entrepreneur over here and I would yeah. love your advice. I mean, I'm, I'm still a, I would say, uh, struggling entrepreneur, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that people, you know, at my last job, um, my boss told me that people's opinion of me is that I have my shit together and I laughed so hard. That is so great. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I'm glad that I can appear that way because mm-hmm. things, you know, as an uh, entrepreneur, things are always just crazy good mm-hmm. and crazy bad and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, have have a good plan. My thing is that I have plan A, plan B, plan C, and plan D, should any of them anyway. So now I'm on plan C, honestly, because the economy is bad Mm -hmm. and it's just really, really hard to um, find work, honestly. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, you ultimately have to make money. You have to pay your bills, you know, so you have to strategize um, how to monetize everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's actually a line out of a show that I used to watch a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's just, you have to marry the cash flow and your vision, I think. Is yep. important. Yeah. Yep. And have it's a plan hard. for everything. Yep. I think that's yeah. awesome. Having plans is is great. Um, knowing when to engage each plan, I think, is is hard because if it's too early, then you're missing out on like mm-hmm. opportunities and stuff. But if it's too late, you can't pay your bills, you know? So yep. it's like oh. yeah. It's tough. <laughs> well, and that's why, you know. That's another, it's just another, you know, another piece of advice. Um, you know, we've surrounded ourselves with people who are so knowledgeable about startups and about fintech and all of those things. And we just, you know, we ask them for, you know, we like, we know we can lean on them if we need, uh, you know, advising one direction or another. And they've given a lot of great advice because those kind of points are, are, you know, diff- it's hard to know um, sometimes when you're in the middle of it, like what's going to happen if I, you know, go this direction or that direction. And um, if you've got some people around you who can go, well, if you go that direction, this is what's going to happen. Probably I've seen this happen before six months down the road, you know, that kind of thing. But it's just, yeah, it's tough. So I think having a lot of, a lot of people around is, is also very helpful. Absolutely. Having mm-hmm. support is yes. absolutely um, crucial, I think, yeah. to success. Yeah. And this is always the saddest part of every episode, the end. <laughs> so <laughs> before I um, end the episode, can you tell uh, us where, can you tell us where people can connect online with you? Yes. Okay. So my, um, Our website is goodchange.app. All of our social handles are at goodchangeapp, G-O-O-D-C-H-A-N-G, 
E A P P. And then my Twitter is um, at Becky Pitt 22. So it's, it's a terribly boring Twitter feed. (laughs) I would say go, you know, uh, go to the website and check it out and find a, find a cause to get involved with um, at goodchange.app. And then, you know, we would love to have, we love to have, more donors and more campaigns and um, just serve as many people as we can. So that's awesome. And I will have links to all of that in the show notes slash description. Becky, thank you so much. This was a very inspiring talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'm excited about your book and I cannot wait to hear um, how it takes off. Awesome. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks. If you want to support us, please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your fellow gems. Let me know in the comments what other topics you would like me to cover and follow TRs in Tech on social media and use the hashtag MakeYourselfShine. Thanks for watching or listening and have a great day.